0: you look at uh, uh 5G and open RAND and the fact that oh, there's yeah. the 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 big effort to use you know mio leo geo satellites to to create a global internet coverage uh, any any corner of the world so that you can t- take a tiktok when you're in the middle of the sahara desert i actually used that in, the middle, in a presentation recently and it, <laughs> and it doesn't sound i mean it doesn't sound like it's practical but in essence that's all of these high, this new era of high speed connectivity is enabling all these these use cases that three to five years ago we wouldn't have thought about or wouldn't have thought about and and and, and it required right. you know when it comes back to Samtech, when it comes back to semiconductor uh, providers when it comes back to eda tester measurements like how do we enable that at the physical layer and innovation is just is accelerating across the ecosystem mm-hmm.
1: My name is Judy Warner. Welcome back to this week's Ecosystem Podcast. Today I'm joined by Matt Burns, who is the Global Director of Technical Marketing at Samtech. We're going to talk about how we are entering a whole new era of high-speed technology. We're going to talk about uh, trends in technology, what those drivers are towards increasing speeds, the challenge with the ecosystem that's continually expanding and growing up to support these applications, and then we're going to talk about the challenges of interconnects and what Matt and his team are doing at Samtech. He's also going to tell you what you need to be paying attention to and how to plug into resource that'll keep you continually up to speed on what's going on in industry. Now let's jump into our conversation with Matt Burns of Samtech. Hi, Matt. Thanks so much for joining us again. I'm glad to have you back on the podcast.
0: Judy, it's always a privilege to talk with you. We love being on your podcast series.
1: Thanks. Well, I love having you. It's always a fun talk. So I thought I'd get you back in as we sort of cruise into fall and head towards winter. Um, A couple podcasts ago, we talked about sort of paving the the road to 224 gig. And I know just from being on LinkedIn and seeing stuff that you're posting that you're definitely making headway in, in, in that regard. And so, you know, you've been talking about online about this new era of high speed, um, really high speed technology trends, but high speed technology overall. So what, what do you see going on and, and what can you share with our listeners in that regard?
0: Yeah, that's a great way to set up our conversation, uh, Judy. And and one of the things that we're really focusing in on, you know, the second half of 23 going into 24 is what we see as a new era of high-speed connectivity. Uh, it, you know, a lot of people in the industry, interconnect, signal integrity, chipsets, EDA, test and measurement, everyone's focused on 224. And, and they should be. We should be as an industry because that's obviously the, the next generation speed node. Uh, but it's not just 224 that's influencing uh, High-speed connectivity, right? You know, some of the some of the trends that we're seeing, obviously, you know, PCI Express 6.0 was released la- uh, last year. Uh, you know, PCI-SIG has talked about PCI-7. You know, you're making that jump from 64 gigatransfers per second to 128 gigatransfers per second. They're targeting a, a release of 25, I think, 2025 for the base spec. You know, CXL, when it comes to cache-coherent memory design, you know, is riding the PCI-SIG code... I shouldn't say coattails, but they're they're they're, they're leveraging the instruct the uh, infrastructure PCI SIG, you know, CXL three supports, or or, or uh, uses C, uh, PCI Express uh, six point uh, you know. So those are be- obviously both great networking fabrics that are driving interconnect between you know the main compute engine on a, on a system and and, and various peripherals, uh, you know. It, plus, we're seeing increased demand for optics at speeds. Right. Hmm. There, there's a lot of question in the industry, you know. At 224, are we going to do a copper on package the front panel, or are, we, or are we going to use you know optics on package, uh, NPO CPO, like it's called? Uh, so there, there's a lot of interesting things. So so from Samtech's perspective, you know we have our we have our fingers kind of in, in all those areas. Uh, so we really see it not not only as answering the Clarion call of getting to 220, to 224 because that's again that's the big focus. But all these little niches on the fabric side, you know, copper versus optics, you know, how does RF fit in there? Because obviously you have to be able to test this stuff and, and, and you know, you're testing, you know, 224, 56 gigabit NRZ. There, there's all these trends that are kind of tying together. And, you know, obviously samtech's our reason for being is to is to route the data from point A to point B over the channel, right. you know, copper, optic in the RF world. So so that's kind of where our focus is at is how can we you know how do we observe all these trends how do we play our part in trying to help connect everything together and then you know where the market's taking us so so I think that's kind of been our big focus you know the second half of the year going into into twenty four
1: so what technologies you mentioned a few right uh-huh. a few but like what other technologies are driving these kind of speeds? Yeah. Well, applications? you know,
0: yeah, sorry to interrupt you. I apologize. Uh, yeah. You know, you and I and, and everybody in the industry is so excited about the, what seems like the endless possibility of artificial intelligence and machine learning, yeah. right? Yeah. I've been, I don't know if dumbfound is the right word, but I've been really excited at the, the interest that the general public has an artificial intelligence and i think we can all agree that chat gpt was really an inflection point where the general public finally starts to grasp the power of of these giant you know these giant sized ai models um mm-hmm. and that's one application right you know, for right. generative i guess we should be careful how we talk about chat gpt cuz it may put you and i out of business but that's another conversation <laughs> i'm joking of course no one can replace it, you judy they can yeah, replace me, be- but not you <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, that's not true. Guy, have you seen some of the weird AI video stuff now? It's 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 exciting and a little scary, but it, you know, we're it, we're weirdos, so we're always excited. <laughs> we might be it plunging is. to our death soon, but we're always <laughs> we'll into the next shiny thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But uh, you know, aside from chat DPT, there are some interesting uh there are some interesting and timely uh data sets and 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 data models that AI has to answer, right? I, you know, I was just at a AI industry trade show in Silicon Valley a few weeks ago. and you know, obviously Nvidia is the leader there, but there's this there's this there's this entire giant ecosystem of AI uh, chipset providers, AMD, mm-hmm. uh, Intel, and, and and a bunch of others, right? It's startups like a, like Sambanova, et cetera, et cetera. So there's this whole ecosystem that is focused on, trying to efficiently handle these large uh, large data set uh, AI problems whether it's natural natural language algorithms or something like a chat gpt which is a you know text you know text inference text learning etc cetera, etc cetera. so that whole ecosystem is you know everyone talked about the hockey stick effect and we're at the bottom of the hockey stick in terms of where ai is taking us so so that's affecting everything right is ai designing AI chipsets. You know, that's something Synopsis talked about from from Synopsis and Cadence and EDA vendors. So you can't sit here and say that AI isn't going to influence high-speed connectivity, right? Or that next next era of high-speed connectivity. Um, And then when you start to look at AI implementation, you know, AI hardware system architecture implementations, almost all of them are application-specific. You Mm -hmm. can run, and here's here's the way I like to think about it. You or I could run chat GPT on a single GPU on something that's personal size. But to scale that across a data center or multiple data centers so that you get real-time feedback for a gajillion users, you need 10,000 GPUs. That's a lot of space. That's a lot of data centers. Last I checked, that's a lot of connectors to connect. All these GPUs together, right? Or cable assemblies, or, or optics, or whatever the case may be. So AI is definitely a, a, a major trend that we that we see. And you know, disaggregating. Impu- oh, sorry, I'm sorry
1: to interrupt That's you okay. this time, Matt. I have to say this, and I bet you, when I ask you this, you'll say, "Yep, yep, yep." I've had two recent conversations with thought leaders in our industry, and twice, and one was in a conversation about NVIDIA. And I was asking about technology drivers, and they both mentioned this unlikely word, TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, Of course. What? But NVIDIA is selling a huge number of chips because the processing speed it takes for this gigantic load of streaming video. And I was like, Boy, I didn't see that one coming.
0: Or I mean Netflix. I mean another application is Netflix, yep. right? You watch one movie, whatever your tastes are, and all of a sudden you're, you've got a rec- ten recommendations, right? So yeah, yep. that those 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 practical examples illustrate how AI can 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 perform such a powerful function in our in our day to day life. Um, but but going back to high speed connectivity to to enable those types of functionalities, just it takes a ton of compute engines, it takes a ton of servers, it takes a ton of interconnect, it takes a, a, a ton of throughput. So that's where you start to get into scalability, flexibility. Obviously, 224 comes into that when it comes to uh, next generation channel uh, channel data rates. Um, but you start to get into you know another trend that we're starting to see, and this is not starting but continuing to to, to grow disaggregated computing uh, homogeneity uh, homogeneity. I can never say that word. Um, that's a tricky one. It, and <laughs> it is in computing, right? It's not just using. Uh, it's not just how do I figure out how to use a server to become more efficient? It's how do I re-architect the compute system to, 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 to be fine-tuned towards the end application. So, you know, there's all these trends that are driving connectivity needs, and that's in addition to just general data, you know, data center growth and general throughput growth as, as the internet spans around the globe. Uh, you know, uh, this is something else that popped into my head in terms of, of, of applications. You know, you look at, uh uh 5G and open RAND and the fact that oh, there's yeah. that the the big effort to use, you know, Mio Leo Geo satellites to to create a global internet coverage, uh any end corner of the world, so that you can t- take a TikTok when you're in the middle of the Sahara Desert. I actually used that in, the middle, in a presentation recently. And it and it doesn't sound I mean it doesn't sound like it's practical, but in essence that's all of these high this new era of high speed connectivity is enabling all these these use cases that three to five years ago we wouldn't have thought about or wouldn't have thought about. And, and, and it requires, right. you know, when it comes back to Samtech, when it comes back to semiconductor uh, providers, when it comes back to EDA, tester measurements, like how do we enable that at the physical layer? And innovation is just, is accelerating across the ecosystem and everyone's, try, everyone's trying to keep up, everyone's trying to innovate their competitors. So I, I think, you know, talking about trends, that's, that's kind of where we're at right now, Judy. At least that's what I see.
1: Well, you know, I'm out here just sort of taking the pulse, right? And I, I feel it. I feel it. And one of the just incredible things I was just talking to Steve Sandler and Heidi Barnes at Keysight about was that they're, that Steve is unleashing a refrigerated probe for testing at package speed at like 2,000 volts. And I'm like, what? Testing at package speed. So again, I'm sure, and then this just ripples out, right? To, right, and so I I feel all the disconnected pieces. So you're helping me and probably our audience put all those pieces together. Well, so, it, 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 I'm yeah, sorry, good.
0: Ahead. Ahead. I apologize. No, you go. Oh I, yeah, I one of the things I was thinking too is is that you know when it comes to scaling the AI infrastructure, you know, we're looking at next generation AI chipsets. That have TDPs of 1.2, 1.5 kilowatts on a single chip. That's a lot of power, right? A ton that's of also power. that's that's also a lot of heat. So not yeah. only do you have to not, not only do you have to get the data in at two twenty four, but how do you get the you know how do you get the how do you get the power in, and then how do you get the heat out, and then yeah. multiply that by ten thousand. So you know, there is a ton of like I said, like you said, I apologize. Um, there is a ton of uh, trends kind of coming to uh, uh, an inflection point that if we don't solve it as an ecosystem, we're not going to move forward.
1: Well, so that that's a great jumping off place. So we talked, I don't know, it's been less than a year, but more than six months maybe that we talked about that as we move towards something like 224, that the ecosystem has to grow up around it, which is also a theme that I'm seeing sort of across the industry. And it's it's all of this, right? Just different aspects of this story. So since the last time we talked, maybe six or more months ago, where's the ecosystem today um, growing up around these speeds that maybe you're noticing at Samtech and some of the work you're doing there?
0: Uh, it, it goes back to something Samtech's always messaged, uh, Judy, Integration leads to innovation. Uh, That's Mm. sort of an internal tagline because we we like to take, you know, we have a lot of groups of technologists, optical, thermal, interconnect, Mm -hmm. electrical, whatever. How do we get the right people working together on the right solution at the right time? Right. And that's not a concept that only Samtech promotes. But for some of these solutions and some of these challenges that the industry is facing at 224, you can have the, you know, let's, go, let's go back to, to just the AI chipset example for just a second. Mm-hmm. You can have the best team of signal integrity engineers, electrical engineers, and whatever, to get all that data in and out of that chip, right? Design the right chiplets, design the right, you know, design, design the right substrates, design the right package, how you attach it to the, BC, the, the PCB. You optimize the BOR, and that's all in Samtex wheelhouse, right? Or most of it's in Samtex right. wheelhouse. But what do you do with that power? What do you do with kilowatts and megawatts of power on within a single rack, thermal specialists, power, you know, power integrity specialists. That's not just one company. It's not just one company. So it's, it's really, you know, how can the, the, the ecosystem partners work together to almost come up with an application specific solution, if that makes sense. Um, you know, a good example, right. For a lot of our solutions, uh, whether it's our Firefly optical transceivers or some of the next gen, uh, interconnect where we're, you know, we're applying copper on package or copper near, near, near package, I should say, we're creating a generic, uh, a f- flexible type of generic, uh, heat sink with a flat oh. top on, with a flat top on it. Right.
1: Oh, and that's what interesting. That,
0: yeah. And, and what that allows for is someone applying a cold plate that can be used either liquid, cooled. Or just passive, or you know, depending upon the application, maybe they put a pin fin style uh, solution on it that allows for uh, uh, just convection cooling. Again, it, it all depends on the on the the the, the specifications, the parameters of the system. Uh, and then obviously, for for some of these higher power solutions, is it immersion, which poses its own challenges unto itself. So that's really kind of where we're focusing in on. Uh, the reason I bring that up, you know, you, you're you're talking about next generation solutions. Uh, one of the uh, platforms that we're uh, that we start to to engage some of our tier one customers with is what we're calling SciFly HD. Uh, we, we came out with okay. our SciFly our sci-fly solution, which was designed as an ASIC adjacent interconnect uh, that was very low profile that could fit next to an to an ASIC, and then the heat sink could extend over that. Um, hmm. We've 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 altered that approach so that instead of having a a right angle launch, we have a vertical launch. And that allows us to get the density that's needed to support, you know, the, the 1,024 differential pairs coming out of the next generation uh, Ethernet switching ICs uh, that we see on the industry uh, from Broadcom and some of the other, Avago, Broadcom and Avago, uh, and some of the other solution providers there as well. Um, so we can handle the SI but you know we're having to work with partners in terms of how do we package that on a substrate? How do we package that on a package? Right. How do we get the heat out? So you know we're working with thermal providers. We're working with with power providers. So that that SciFly HD solution is is one of the first solutions that we've that we've that we're starting to introduce in the market. We're going to have a soft launch of it at uh, some trade shows, uh, ECOC later in the fall here uh, in, in 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 North America and in Europe. Uh, so to me, that 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 illustrates the need for an ecosystem, not only from the SI standpoint, but power, thermal, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
1: So, what does the ECOC, Matt?
0: You're, I knew someone was going <laughs> to ask me that. It's, it's 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 ECOC is the European equivalent of uh, uh, OFC here in the U.S. So it's it's a oh like European, an optical European yeah it's yeah it's a European focus optics optics show okay. and. The, the events right. coming up here the first week of uh october in uh glasgow scotland so it's 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 it's, it's an event that's timed nicely every six months between you know ofc typically march in in uh san diego and then you know ecoc is uh usually the october time frame in, in europe it travels around europe but very similar audiences it's it's focused on optical networking optical networking, but the industry's evolved beyond that because it's copper optics, RF test. So it's, it's a show that we, we haven't attended for a while, but we're, 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 we're going back to the event this year and we're really excited about it because I think it's to give us an opportunity, not only to engage with emerging ecosystem, uh, partners and customers in the European market or the AMA market, but also just to, to collaborate more with some conductor companies, EDA companies test and measurement companies and the like on uh, the C system level solutions where, you know, the partnerships with the ecosystems needed.
1: So if I'm hearing you correctly, what's easiest for you to do is actually make something real, put the ecosystem together to solve this real problem, and then sort of extrapolate out from that and continue to scale. Did I get it right?
0: That's it in a nutshell. You and I are talking on a podcast, so it's kind of hard to Encapsulate all the details in in right. in, in, a, and, in a few yeah. minutes.
1: And but, I'm not asking you to, but uh, yeah, that's what I heard. And correct me if I'm wrong, please.
0: No, that, that's 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 it in a nutshell, Judy. And and to me, it's if because the challenges that Samtech's trying to solve, as well as the the uh, high speed connectivity ecosystem is trying to solve, those partnerships and those those technology joint ventures and and, and however companies encapsulate it, those are just necessary. Cause it's it's almost impossible for one one company to do it or you know if you're an oem that's designing these next generation systems okay i can work with company x on on the front panel i can work with company y on 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 the back plane i can work with company z uh on, you know on package or or asic adjacent uh i can work with the company a when it comes to to uh, optics etc etc so it's right. it's real to me. It's a really interesting time, and and we see just a ton of innovation that, that's going on. And, and I think we you know with our with CM Tech's commitment to service, we have this the sudden service model that you know you're so familiar with, and your and your your listeners are so familiar with. I think that that gives us a heads up because not only do we have the technology solutions, but we're going to do everything we can to work with uh, our partners and our and our customers to to find the right solution for the unique application for this in this new era of high speed connectivity.
1: Uh, well, it's just such a unique model. And, you know, without being a cuckoo Samtech cheerleader, um, I do think because you take so much information from bottom up, but it's not really bottom up. You're getting yeah. frontline information from industry, from, and, you know, feeding it up and then the way that you're structured internally because you're a privately held company that can be sort of aggregated across, you know, because you don't have business units and little silos so i you know whatever i'm a fan i should get some sam tech pom-poms send me some orange pom-poms
0: <laughs> how about if we send you how about if we send you some tigers right everybody loves our stuff tigers right. we go to trade shows all the time and people i are, got are, are, tigers
1: are. but then i okay. gave them away to other people to you know i gave no my pom-poms away anyway we'll have
0: to we'll have to we'll have to uh, re- uh replace those for you judy so you can do it okay. later on the west coast we appreciate all that right. by the way
1: okay <laughs> So, okay, say you're an engineer working for a fairly large OEM, and you're head down solving problems, or you're an SI engineer on a big engine. What um, in your mind? This is kind of a big question. Um, what should they be paying attention to, um, and maybe onboarding, learning resources, of course through SAMTEC, but just other places across the industry. What should they be learning? What should they be paying attention to?
0: And, that, and that's a great question. And I, I think that ties into, you know, some of the topics we talked about earlier, right? 224, even when you talk to people like Steve Sandler or Isvan Novak or, or Scott McMurrow and, 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 and you know, some of the other leaders with Nathan Tracy at TE, some of the other folks that we have in the industry, they just they know signal integrity like the back of their hand. They really do. I mean- I listen to Scott or Isfan or some of the folks we have just talk and I learn stuff just by, you know, they've forgotten more than we'll ever learn, right, in essence. For sure. Uh, and, and that's not an exaggeration. You know, you, you know those folks, you, you, you work with them on a consistent basis, Judy. So with engineers at OEMs, they're so focused on getting the job done, they've got so much demand on their time, but they have to keep their skill sets fresh. So yes. so Sam Samtech is, is we we've really I mean we've always we've always tried to work to do our part to educate the the industry on the nuances of signal integrity but we've we've really tried to focus on that over the last year or two uh, because of the need for increased collaboration increased awareness around the challenges at 224. So so some of the things we've that we've been working on over the last 6 to 12 months like we've mentioned some of these things to you but you know just to reiterate for your listeners Something that's been really successful, and we really started this during uh, the pandemic, is our Geek Speak webinar series. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, when the pandemic started, March, April, you know, a bunch of people were like, uh, "I need help, but I don't know what to do," and it was the perfect time to just for engineers to kind of refresh their training and, and refer, you know, sharpen their skills. And, and it, you know, we we built this immediate audience because of the op- unique opportunity that we've had, and now you know we've been we've been uh, delivering. Uh, Geek speaks monthly uh, for the last three plus years. And you know we continue we have a loyal group of audience that we've been able to cultivate and curate. They send in suggestions in terms of, hey, I need something on this topic, I need something on that topic. Uh, it's been good for tech too, because obviously we've got our core uh, SI luminaries like like we mentioned with this Vaughn and Gus and Scott and, and, and uh, Rich Mallets and others. Um, but we're starting to pass that knowledge on to, if you if you will, the next generation. Of, of SI engineering talent within mm-hmm. the company so not only have have our, our luminaries been presenting but our next generation of, 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 of SI engineers have also been presenting and and you know what they've gone through this training process learning from the best of the best and they're passing on what they've learned to the industry and and we've we've really developed a really good following there so now, We've we've also gotten some feedback and some recommendations like hey hey SamTech, we love your geek speak webinars but I don't have a, I don't have time to sit there for forty five to you know forty five to sixty minutes and learn the intricacies of via design at two twenty four I just I, I need to refresh my understanding of some basics on SI so two things that we've done we've done there Judy and and these are all available on our website which we'll share at the end of the the end of the discussion. Uh, we refreshed, updated, and expanded our signal integrity handbook. And you know what that was based on is that we have a team of what we call frontline signal integrity engineers that when someone contacts us via email, this is a compendium of, of the most common questions that we get from, from our partners and from our, in, our engineering customers across the globe. What is insertion loss? What is return loss? What is crosstalk? How do those... Uh, SI parameters affect my design, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we've taken all that information. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of it's up here in, in in our in our engineers, and we've tried to put it down on paper in an organized and and, and logical way. And you know, we released this up. We we released the updated signal integrity uh, handbook at DesignCon 23, and the interest in it has been higher than we expected. So we're really excited about that. We have printed versions up that we that we you know there's no charge to it. Um, you know, we, we give it out and hard copy at our trade shows. It's also available for download on our website. So that's one thing. The second is, is that, uh, engineers love to watch videos, right? Especially short videos. So to complement the webinars and to complement the, uh, handbook we've this year, we, we launched in, I think it was June or July, what we call our, our geek speak video series. And these are two minute videos with, uh, answers from about eight to 10 of our our SI thought leaders answering those basic questions. What is insertion loss? What is return loss? Why does impedance matter? And there's a whole whole bevy of topics. We've released about 10 to 15 videos so far. We're we're releasing about one a week. And uh, we plan to just continue to release one a week uh, for the foreseeable future until we run out of topics, which who knows when that'll be. Uh, so th- those are kind of three big things. And obviously, Judy, you know, partic- participating in podcasts like this uh, with you take, you know, we're always putting on webinars with our partners or, or, or by ourselves. And uh, as you know, there's never an end to the need for our engineering community to continue to keep their skill set sharp. And we're trying to do the best we can through GeekSpeak webinar series, Geek Speak video series, our SI handbook, and our new new landing page uh, at, at samtech.com slash SIG signal integrity group uh that's where you can find links to to all these uh all these tools that are helping to educate the market helping to educate the next generation of uh, of engineers
1: yeah it's it's i of course agree with you and the only thing i think i'd add to that and i know you will totally agree with me 100 percent, is get out to those trade shows when you can yeah you know, yeah. I know um, Design Con is right after the first of the year. Are there any other shows Samtech's going to be at besides the ECOC and Design Con coming up, Matt?
0: Yeah, so great question. It's a nice segue. Uh, we're taking this this message, if you will, of the new era of high speed connectivity on the road no pun intended. Uh, so <laughs> you know, coming up in October. Sorry, I'm not good with one liners. Uh, <laughs> coming up in uh, coming up in October. Um, we have the ECOC show. It's the first week of October, uh, which is in Glasgow. So we'll be we're having a soft, soft launch of our SciFly HD product, which I mentioned. Uh, we've been showing that to some of uh, some key customers already uh, under NDA. Uh, we're getting to, we're get, we're at, at ECOC, we're also getting ready to launch a next generation optical transceiver. Uh, so we'll be you know, publicizing some inf- information on that here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, after ECOC, obviously a ton of folks in the industry are going to be at OCP uh, in San Jose, the open compute project, uh, focused on open source data center. So the, the, uh, not only are the presentations, uh, around OCP, uh, thought provoking and market leading, but the, uh, list of, 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 attendees and sponsors is always quite impressive. It always fills up McInerney's convention center there in San Jose. So it's really, it's always a cool event to go to. Uh, supercomputing is, is really making uh, a strong com- comeback, right? We'll be attending that event uh, in Denver, the week before uh, the U.S. Thanksgiving, here, uh, a lot of the, just because of the pandemic, supercomputing may have suffered a little bit more than mm. than other events. But mm-hmm. it's really made a comeback over the last year or two. So, so the whole ecosystem uh, of uh, you know those that use super, you know high performance computers, you know government, academia, industry, and the ecosystem of components and subcomponent providers just reinvigorated. So we'll be there in November in Denver. uh, And then obviously, you know, everyone is starting to talk about design con uh, 2024. So that's always, that always seems to be the, uh, the big uh, event in our industry. Uh, Judy, I know you and I always see it. I know you and I and our colleagues and friends always see each other and we always look forward to it as well.
1: Yeah. I loved when I've stolen a couple of things from you, Matt Burns. One is I now call design con the super bowl. (laughs) of electronics. So (laughs) I love that. And the other thing, you know, sort of recap our conversation is you said something to me, and it really struck me is you started to say, you know, forever, we've talked about, you know, getting out of your disciplinary or your, your silos, right. And you made a good point um, to say, the speeds are too fast. Now you can't you can't. And if you do, it's to your own peril. And so oh. those are two things that 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 you've taught me and that I've quoted you many times on so much since then I, when I did my pre-show last year, I called it a tailgate party. So thanks for that little nugget. No problem.
0: <laughs> We're glad to. I actually, for super, for, I, I have to give credit to a Samtech, my, one of my Samtech buddies, John Riley, who I know you know, He's actually the one internal that came up with calling DesignCon the Super Bowl of electronics. So I, I don't want to take I don't want to take his okay.
1: Time. I don't know John, so
0: okay. Well, we'll have to make I, sure you you meet okay, him Okay, oh, I'll we'll give John yeah.
1: creds on it, but yeah. I heard it from you, so all right, sure. <laughs> well, Matt, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come update us on everything you're working on. It's overwhelming, as you said, it's exciting. And uh, there's just so much going on. So I appreciate you coming and giving our audience a sneak peek of behind the scenes and all the stuff that Samtech's working on and really was trending across the industry.
0: No problem, Judy. We're glad to be here. It's always fun and a privilege to talk with you and, and talk with your listeners. So thanks for the opportunity again.
1: My pleasure. For our listeners, thanks so much for joining us today. Matt mentioned the Signal Integrity Handbook, which is not only on the Tech website, and I'll say, share those links with you for Geek Speak and all the things that Matt mentioned, but I also have it available on the Ecosystem website for download in uh, digital form. So pick one of those places, go download it, because everyone I've talked to absolutely loves that thing. And then the Signal Integrity 101 videos they've created. And these shorts are really great. And it's, you know, really fast, digestible little wisdom, uh, nuggets of wisdom. So make sure you go check out the show notes and grab all those goodies. Thanks for joining us today. And we will see you next week. Until then, remember to always stay connected to the ecosystem.